I just slipped through an exam, and you're listening to a Radio 1 91 FM podcast. And now we've got uh, an interview with Associate Professor Ollie Hellman from the University of Waikato, and he's going to be discussing the bird of the year. So, hi, Ollie. Kia ora. Thanks for having me. No worries. Um, it's great to ha- have you here. Um, so I'm going to start off first by... So um, I feel like most people in New Zealand know about what the Bird of the Year Award is, um, but can you tell us what's going on this year? Right. So um, this year, for the first time, uh, Bird of the Year will include five bird species that have become extinct in the last 100 years. Um, and that is in response to an angry letter that they received last year from a conservationist who uh, threatened the organizers with a lawsuit um, if they didn't include the huya, which is one of the extinct birds that are included in the competition this year. Um, so, yeah, clearly this year they, they responded to that very angry letter. Um, maybe they were concerned about a lawsuit um, or they were convinced that this was a good idea, I'm not sure. But um, in any case, um, yeah, there, there are five extinct species in the, in the competition this year. That's awesome. Um, um, well, what are the species? Um, so, yeah, we've got the, we've got the Huyo, uh, we've got the Matuhituhi, uh, the Bush Wren, um, we've got the Tutu Kiwi, which is the South Island Snipe, uh, we've got the Pio Pio, and we've got the Fig Owl, the Laughing Owl. Oh, awesome. So, um, and uh, why was it brought about? Like, what's the importance of it? Or is there um, a reason why we're acknowledging the species this year? Um, well, I think what's so important about this is that it allows us to express grief over what we've lost. And so we can commemorate those, those species that um, went extinct because of um, human activities in the last 100 years. And um, that's significant because you know, we extend the practice of mourning, which we usually reserve for our loved ones, other human beings. We extend those practices of mourning and expressing grief to non-human beings, to animals. And um, what's significant about that is that it may make us aware that actually we're not separate from nature, but we're very much part of nature, very much connected to nature. So is it almost... That's a very, that's a very Western understanding of the relationship between humans and nature, right? Um, many, many indigenous people around the world, including Maori, have a worldview which connects all living beings, humans, animals, um, and other parts of nature in this very complex web of life. But in the Western understanding, we have this idea that, yeah, we're separate from nature, that we're sort of elevated from nature and that we can exploit nature. Um, So I think what's significant about the Bird of the Year competition this year is that it allows us to express grief for the loss of these bird species and in turn it may make us feel closer to nature and realize that we're not separate from nature we're not elevated from nature we're, we're very much part of nature 
that's awesome. So is it almost trying to incorporate more Tel Māori and have a cultural shift about mourning species that um, that we're affecting, as p- uh, particularly with climate change, I assume? Yeah, so this is part of a wider movement. There have been many other examples in the recent past where environmental activists have organized events or um, built um, memory sites for either extinct species or lost landscapes. Again, to provide an opportunity to express grief and make us feel closer to nature. So this is something that has been going on for a few years now. So there's um, examples of activists um, holding these mock funerals for extinct species. Um, People have been mourning the loss of glaciers. Um, Artists have built monuments to lost landscapes. So I think Bird of the Year really follows that trend and provides yet another opportunity for us to express grief over the loss of nature. Do you think that's something that... um these organizations are interested in looking into, like, for example, the Franz Joseph Glacier, like if it's receding and, and mourning that? I think we'll see more examples of that, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, there are already some some examples. Um, I don't know whether you've been to the uh, uh, exhibition at the Papa about um, changing the landscape. It's been running for a few years. And that includes sort of a small space that commemorates the, um, the extinction of, of bird species. And there's a quite a powerful wire that plays um, while you're in that, in that space. It's quite a moving experience. Um, so I think, yeah, we'll, we'll see more of those, um, more of those examples, I, I think, going, going forward. Because uh, I think a lot of people feel sad. Um, a lot of people feel anxious and they feel other negative emotions about climate change and these events and physical sites where people can go and and mourn the loss of nature I think provides an opportunity to release those negative emotions in quite a safe way so I think yeah going forward we'll we'll probably see more of those that's awesome it's like a powerful Mm -hmm. um, uh, concept are there plans to like, extend it further to like enca- uh, to encompass more animals as well, or more species? Like I don't know, like like mower, or uh, I'm just throwing out ideas here. <laughs> but I don't know what the bird of the year organisers have planned. Um, so this year, um, the competition coincides with um, the 100 year anniversary of Forest and Bird, which is the organisation behind bird of the year so what they've done this year is say we're only going to include birds that have gone extinct within the last 100 years or within the history of um, forest and bird Um, whether they will open this up to other birds that have gone extinct um, yeah we'll have to we'll have to see Uh, I would I would certainly welcome it that was a Radio 1 91 FM podcast but find more at r1.co.nz